Have you stayed off of your feet consistently now at this point? Are you finally just letting yourself heal? Yeah, that was the whole point of today. Like, I just could kind of bounce around here a little bit, pretty much crawl. And then I feel like I'm going to be uh, back to normal here a little bit sooner than I thought. I'm going to do some band workouts a little bit later on this week, which I'm excited for. I was able to walk to the fridge today uh, without any pain. It was honestly the greatest feeling. But the problem is with the steroids that I'm taking, you feel a little bit too good. You feel a little extra bouncy. And then yeah. when they wear off, oh, man, there's no worse pain. Like, I was in the bathtub last night. I watched the game again in the bathtub last night, the condensed version, almost twice just because I couldn't get out of there. And so I was like, well, might as well get some work done. So, uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, You're amazing. It, was a, it was a rough weekend. It was a rough weekend, but I'm, I'm looking forward to feeling normal here again soon. Of course, Ryan sitting in the t bathtub with a, a nice glass of wine in his pinky out while watching the, the condensed version of the Super Bowl right after he just watched the Super Bowl. Yeah, that That's Ryan. What yeah. did you notice, Ryan, uh, watching it back the second time that you didn't see the first time around? Well, I mean, I noticed the first time how terrible the field was, but I didn't notice how terrible the field was. Like, I kind of ragged on Jalen Hurts on that final attempt. I posted the Carlton half-court shot at the buzzer where he just completely misses the rim because, yeah, well, I didn't know what they were going to do. You had one more play there. Are you going to do the, the old pitchy woo-woo, you know, and try to make a play? Or are you going to let yeah. Jalen just air it out? Because we know he doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not exactly Michael Vick. So I was laughing at that final attempt. But then you go back and you watch. And again, like, you can't play a Super Bowl on a neutral field in those kind of conditions. The NFL has to get this figured out. Guys were slipping all over the place. Both teams talked about how it was an issue. I mean, we're talking about the officiating. I think the field was almost a bigger issue, right? Especially for a team like Philadelphia with all that speed. And on that final throw, Jalen, like, slips a little bit and then tries to let one off. And it's obviously, you know, just dies at, like, the 20-yard line. But that was one thing that I really noticed. And then I just noticed how great Andy Reid was, how that was a coaching masterpiece, and how him and Patrick Mahomes – man i mean together like if travis kelsey doesn't retire which he doesn't have to travis kelsey continues to get older but especially with the work that he puts in in the off season like he has not skipped a step he has not skipped a beat so i think they could win three or four more of these in the next decade and uh build a little dynasty because a lot of us were talking about potentially that, that was going to be andy Reid's final game as head coach for the chiefs and immediately after if you watch the nfl network or espn he's like i'm going to stick around a couple more years and pat was like we're going to get we're going to get him to stick around same thing with travis kelsey because the thing about that chiefs team i just feel like they could keep rebuilding retooling and as long as they have number 15 behind center they're going to be around they're going to be winning 10 11 games yeah. here uh for the for the foreseeable future yeah. yeah to me that was interesting how long they had been working on that grass for how do you work with the USGA and you're rolling it out for sunshine for 18 months at, to get the grass as pristine as humanly possible and then you have slippage like you did? I know that Frank Clark, I believe, had some things to say about the grass as well. I mean, the field was kind of terrible, honestly. It looked like they laid strips down or something like that to cover up the grass or what it had before. But, I mean, I had this, we had this problem in Arizona before. You know, a lot of these stadiums, they try to do new tactics and stuff with the grass or they try to do new things. I mean, I've been playing football since I was seven. You know, the best grass I've ever played on was grass that's naturally there. The best grass I ever played on was grass that doesn't move, that doesn't get shifted and sent inside and outside and all that extra stuff. I mean, it was a, it looked like they were playing on a hockey rink. Jake Elliott, the kicker, almost like broke his ankle on one kickoff. I mean, they're lucky. The NFL's lucky that you didn't have somebody have a worse injury in this game just given for that field. They spent $800,000 in this that's stupid. for that field, and that's what you got.
I mean, it was you could yeah. just put it out on uh, just like a regular playground and put some put some paint on, and the grass would have been better that way. <laughs> right, and here's the thing: like we continue to talk about player safety, and we're doing the right thing with these head injuries and head-to-head shots, and obviously, you know, the new technology not only with the helmets but with the shoulder pads. But we have to take care of these fields, and a lot of these players, especially offensive linemen, guys like David Bakhtiari, guys that have had these season-ending ACL injuries, bigger guys have been talking about this. Like, if we're really worried about the player safety, let's take a look at the field conditions, especially in a game like that. You know what I mean? Like, we're getting too cute with some of these things. Uh, you you got to take care of the field, though, because these leg injuries, we're seeing more of these these non-contact injuries now more than ever. I feel like it's something we have to take care of. I, it's, it's a major problem, and it was, again, it was a factor in this game. Now you could say, oh, they were both playing on the same field, but that doesn't mean they were affected the same way. They just, they weren't, and hey, it shouldn't have been a factor at all. You saw Jalen changed his cleats yeah. midway through the game. He started with the Jordans, uh, the, like the black and white ones, and then he ended up changing to, I forget what the other one was. Maybe, I think they were Jordans to Jordans, Jordan 11s to Jordan 1s in terms of cleats, and you saw they did a whole like side-by-side. Side. So it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, completely agree. I thought the broadcast did a pretty good job at like showing us things like that. And then today when I woke up, I was a little sad because I saw the report where Greg Olson's going to go from making $10 million per year to only $3 million per year. He has to join the B squad. I thought he was excellent last night. Uh, I know, Trista, I know you're not the biggest G-Reg fan, but you have to admit he was on, he, he was on the ball last night. I thought he, he was excellent. He killed it last yep. night. The analysis was so timely, so helpful so poignant like it was it felt very much like someone that was in the game was just sitting there in the booth giving yep. me insight into what they were trying to do what the reasoning for was it what the counters looked like all of that i thought was excellent and his personality has definitely gotten better he's he's shining more in terms of just like his boring level i thought that he he shined he was phenomenal yeah. See, I think they need to do they need to do a little bit better of a job just with the personality because like a couple weeks back, you know, he was talking about the halftime show. I'm a big Rihanna fan, and uh, Burkhart, he was like, "Oh yeah, what's your favorite song?" I thought he should have brought that out of him. Maybe had him do a little karaoke. We get the former tight end. You know, we ha- he has the music history. Uh, we've all heard the uh, twelve uh, the twelve floor crew, the thirteen floor crew, whatever the rap verse that dropped him in the draft, but. I just thought he was. Oh excellent. my god! Also, you almost made me spill out could, my water. <laughs> also, you guys, really quickly. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was going to say really quick. Like he, what I loved the most about last night's broadcast. I don't know if Brady's going to do this. I feel like he knew. Like he was trying to prove a point. Hey, I'm going from 10 million to 3 million, and I guess it's not next year. It's the year after because mm-hmm. Brady has to have the ramp up year. So we're still going to get Greg Olson in the booth for the prime marquee games next year. But he called out the official at the end of that game. And, and he was like, you can't make that call with the Super Bowl on the line. A lot of those broadcasters, I don't know if Romo does that. Maybe like year one or year two Romo. I don't know about this year if Romo would have done so. Usually everybody protects their guys. Like we always hear that. That's what I hate when they bring the uh, former officials in the broadcast booth because they always just stick up for their guys. But I thought Greg Olson, rightfully so, called out the NFL, called out the officiating last night in that game. Yeah, and if I'm if I'm another network, I'm looking at Greg Olson and saying, what can we do to poach him? How can we get him out of his contract? Which is certainly a possibility, and maybe Fox would let him do it. Uh, you know, it, the interesting thing too last night when you look at sort of the props market and how things were affected. Right, we had we spent two weeks and we're sitting here. Uh, this is going to happen. This is how I think the game script's going to look early, and this is where it's going to go. And oh, Patrick Mahomes over 294 and a half passing yards. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. The Eagles dominated time of possession in the first half, and it's interesting because. 
pretty much every Eagles player, or more Eagles players at least, went over their totals than the Chiefs. A lot of that is time of possession. They're running the ball a lot. I mean, you saw Jalen Hurts just dominating in that game. It got to the point where I was like, could Jalen Hurts still win MVP even if they lose this game? Three rushing touchdowns. Oh, and by the way, history in the NFL, the fir first octopus in the Super Bowl. Guy to run in a touchdown and then get the two-point conversion right after. That was, uh, that was actually like, when you think about it, if there's anybody that makes sense, it would be Jalen Hurts. But even then, like his performance was absolutely legendary. And they did what they needed to do, running the football more, taking the Chiefs off the field for as much as they could in the first half. And I had like three or four more parlays that were one short, and it was just because Patrick Mahomes didn't hit his passing props. And I'm talking like even 225 yards passing. I dropped down a couple of those numbers, Tristan, and I was like, oh, 225, this will be easy as... I couldn't believe it, but give the Eagles credit because they did what they needed to do to keep the Chiefs off the field. The problem is it just didn't work out in the second half. Pacheco was so good, yes, too. Yes, he was. He was running hard. You could tell pretty fast. I don't know, because you had the under for Pacheco, too, right, Ryan? Uh, unfortunately, I did end up playing that. I, I took him to score a touchdown, though. That ended up working out. Yeah, so I could tell, and I don't know if you could tell, Ryan, like as you're watching Pacheco in the first quarter of that game, and you're like, Oh, no. I mean, he's going over. Yeah. He's, I had him to go under his 15 and a half in the first quarter. Uh, that did not hit. That was, a, that was a loss. Got him to get under 26 and a half or something in the first half. That did not hit. I yep. mean, every single quarter Pacheco hit his prop. He was just I had him for the game at first. So electric. that's why I hedged with the 75 or yeah. more and a touchdown. Because, yeah, you could tell very early on that Pacheco was just going to be the guy. He was just involved. He was lot. just much more involved than I thought he was going to be, considering that we had talked about this for weeks now, about how much more work Jerick McKinnon was getting because of the pass blocking. Yeah, not only McKinnon, also we thought, remember, that uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was going to be activated for this game. He was activated for this game, and then an hour before kickoff, I'm sitting there with my uh, plus 900 Clyde Edwards-Hilaire anytime touchdown, and they rule him inactive. So that's when I figured, okay, Pacheco's going to take off. So I did buy back a little bit, but at a terrible number. I just felt like the breakdown was like, so I wish the one bet that I wish I was able to get more money down on, I like the over in the game. I love the Chiefs in the game, but my actual favorite bet was the over first downs, over 40 and a half. And right before kickoff, it went to 42, 42 and a half. Actually, it was juice minus 120. But I mean, the Eagles, it was the breakdown from the week prior against San Francisco. They weren't even pushed. They had 25 first downs. They were able to do whatever they wanted. I also took the Eagles to have the longest touchdown play of the game, just knowing like, that secondary, they limit the explosive stuff, which they did against Kansas City, but it was just Mahomes making plays with his legs, taking what was given to him underneath with Juju Smith-Schuster, who had a great game, and obviously Travis Kelsey. So I just felt like uh, I should have put more into that because I'm with you. I mean, the Mahomes passing props, I played the alternate lines, not even close. He just he didn't have to go out there and push the ball down the field because that's not what you could do against Philadelphia. You have to kind of you know dink and dunk your way down the field and hit him with the run game, and I was shocked at how good Pacheco looked. He, uh, he had a great rookie year. It was almost like uh, Kansas City was doing what the Eagles had done the first two games of the playoffs, right? Where they were able to right. run the ball at will. They didn't really need to push the ball down the field at all. And thus, you know, the, everything, attempts, yards, completions, all went under. It was, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was one of those games where it was two different halves. It really was. And it, it, you had that feeling at halftime where if, if I hadn't seen Patrick Mahomes and the way that he looked walking in the locker room, I might have said, oh God, the Eagles are going to win this thing and it's going to be awful. The minute I saw his face, 
things changed, you know, but I'm curious, I'm surprised more people haven't said, oh, Patrick Mahomes didn't deserve MVP in this game, and it should have been someone else. Like, there wasn't anybody else on the, on the Chiefs that stood out enough where you could take it from him, but only 182 yards passing with three touchdown passes, and if you watch the game, you see him the way he was running, the performance that he had while he was hurt as well, absolutely deserved that MVP.